Hello and welcome to our podcast, Dim Lights and Stiff Drinks, the Dive Bars of Seattle. So we decided to create a podcast in which each episode explores a different bar, historic tavern, or interesting drinking establishment here in the local area. We're setting out to document those bars that have a seedy backstory and interesting history behind them. But we're not just talking about these places in the quiet confines of some home studio somewhere. Nope. 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 No, we are not. We are actually recording each episode live on location. And for anyone who says any different, we hereby challenge you to come down here and Lou will fight you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> or drink with you. One of the two. Well, One of the two. Or yeah. drink with you <laughs> because in this podcast, we visit the places where bad decisions and future regrets are made, so you don't have to. For this episode tonight, we are here at the Sloop Tavern in Ballard. Uh, but before we get into the history of the place, I would first like to introduce the crew. First, uh, Bob running the, the board here. Hey now. We got Jeremy, Mr. Jay Dizzle, right next to me. <laughs> hey y'all. And uh, Sweet Lou over there on his phone. Yeah, All right. I'm, no I'm, texting I'm, and driving, I, motherfucker. I, I didn't know you were going to start out with such a blast. I'm coming out of the gate. So, uh, all right, we're at the Sloop. Good to be here. It's good to be here. First two episodes, I was the one having to make the schlep up to shoreline. And now, the schlep. Oh, that's right. Now you're making the schlep. Now we're a little more central. That's right. That's right. Well, it's it's like 12 minutes. It's not my hood, but Uh, it's two hoods over. 12 minutes. I know. So, uh, yeah. It was kind of a crazy commute coming here tonight, man. I went through a bunch of fog, too. I was like, fog? Where did this fog uh, come through? Fog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the fog. It's Halloween, And baby. it was raining. <laughs> so, like I said, we're here at the Sloop Tavern in the Ballard neighborhood. I've always loved this, the vibe of this place. And, in fact, a couple years ago, uh, in 2019, I even held the release party for my first book here. The maritime-themed Sloop Tavern opened in 1952. And in addition to being a welcoming neighborhood bar, has served as a gathering place for local sailors who operate out of the nearby Shilshow Marina. A man by the name of Ole Olson was the first owner of the sloop, and when he opened it, it only had three taps and no kitchen. It was a much smaller place than what it is now. I believe only when it, three taps. Only three taps, and I believe when it first opened, it was that was it, the sloop right there, like this. Addition, this was an addition that we're sitting oh, yeah. in now. It was like a hallway bar. It was like right? a hallway bar. Yeah. It was like really narrow and yeah. just a kind of a small little place. A couple steam beers, no, some rainier. And- By the way, for those who don't know, a sloop is a sailboat with one mast and only one headsail. It's one of the most common rigs. In fact, one of the most of the boats moored at Shoshow Bay uh, are sloops. Still? Still, to this day. You can ask the Beach That's Boys cool. about that. Yeah. Uh, in the 1960s, it fell under the ownership of a local sailing legend called Big Wayne. Who <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Big Wayne? Big Wayne, that was his name. Big Wayne. Large and in charge, he was running things here. Uh, so he further established the bar's connection to the local sailing community. In fact, the tavern even has its own namesake boat racing team. Uh, the Sloop Tavern Yacht Club was founded here over several rounds of beers in 1976 by a group of liveaboards and racing sailors. I, I would have chose the Sloopsters. The Sloopsters? But, you know, we'll, we'll get into that later. We'll get, yeah. 
The club operates out of Shosho Marina and continues to maintain a relationship with the tavern. In fact, it often holds post-race events here. The night of my book release party, in fact, there was a bunch of people just came back from a race. So it was like a mix of people here from my book release and then a bunch of people that just got off their boats. I picture like a lot of like ascots and uh, dogsiders yep. and uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think they're a little but, more laid back here. Yeah, it, it's still... Having a boat, you think that's a wealth thing, but in Seattle, it's not. You can, it's not. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people have. So it's it is a working class marine town still. Yeah, totally. It's not ascots and it's like, uh, it's like right. Bible, sweaters around the neck. It's like Bible Belt drag racing. <laughs> <laughs> Only with water. Yeah, exactly. In 1999, local restaurant owner Charlie Files bought Who? the sloop. Uh, his name was Charlie Files. And he, he was a local restaurant owner. He Accountant. also owned a couple other bars, and I don't know which ones. I was, we were hoping to have the, uh, the current owner here, Patrick, here to kind of fill in some blanks for us. But unfortunately, he's not here tonight. Did you try uh, to I can't even cap, but keep Charlie Files Did you try to get in touch with Big Wayne? I, the whereabouts of Big Wayne are unknown. He is, huh. is MIA. Ole yeah. Olsen also not available? I, I, think I think he's six feet under. I think Ole Olsen is six feet under. But Big Wayne, now that would be a good interview, wouldn't it? No Charlie Files? No. So he, anyway, he bought the sloop in 99 and built it up to what it is today. I think he added this addition here with the pool tables and basically this room right here. Added a bunch of taps, added a kitchen. So kind of the version that we see today was a result of... Charlie Files, I believe. Uh, sadly, in 2011, Charlie passed away, but his son Patrick, who I was just mentioning, took over ownership, and he runs things today. One of the sloop's best features, in my opinion, are their pool tables. This is actually the first bar we've recorded at so far that has pool tables, which, in my opinion, really adds to a bar's overall rating. You know, even though... It's just kind of weird when you think about it, right? The yeah. Dive bars, but, you know, we've done... Four, and this is the first one with pool with tables. Pool tables. It's it kind of weird. Wow, yeah, that's a good kinda, observation. Right? Yeah, right. And yeah. I like, can't think of a bar growing up that did not have yeah. a pool table. Right, right. Yeah. Especially a divey kind of bar. So, so right. Is that, is, like a, is that a Seattle thing? Like, yeah, divey bars, but nah, man, pool table optional, right? I don't know. Maybe. You know? I've been to a lot with pool tables and some without. But yeah, this is the first one we've recorded at so far I that bet, has them. You do like nationwide survey of dive bars, you're going to find more often than not. Pool Probably table. the majority have pool tables. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we got a pool game going on right here, about what, 12 feet from us, maybe? Oh, in fact, remember. There's been on that game, too. It's about to get ugly. A little yeah. backstory. When we came in here, we're kind of. We're by the window, and there's a short aisle and a single row, and then the pool tables. Mm -hmm. And it's a short, it's a four-topper, so I was going to put a chair on the end, but I wanted to leave space behind me for fire code purposes, so I pushed <laughs> this whole row of benches and tables back about a foot and a half. Yeah. And she came over, and oh, she yeah. walked by, and she was like, sorry, hon, you can't have these that close yeah. to the pool code, table. Code police. Code police came over. Yep. Luke so committed a party they, foul here. It was party the foul. pool table code. They don't care about fire code here. Like, no. Dude, this is a corner shot. Don't, he, he don't intrude on the pool. Stretch out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a serious Gotta pool bar. Keep our priorities straight here. You don't want a cue button in the face. In fact, they're probably really nice tables. Tight corners. They are nice No, tables. I've played on these before. Nice and they're really good pool tables. Fresh felt, too. Nice. Yeah, I mean, even though I'm not a great 
at billiards. Nothing beats a good game of pool when you're at a watering hole, right? I agree. Hanging out with the fellas, shooting through games of pool. Who cares if you suck or not? It's just fun. Fuck it. Pause this po- podcast right now. I'm going to take you suckers to school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also noteworthy here are there, we talked about this a little before, are there slooper-sized mugs of beer, a.k.a. the slooper. Nice. It's, How many uh, ounces is that? 34 ounces of beer. So what is that? Three beers. Three beers, yeah. Three cans of beer. Did you, con- shy, did you confirm beers. that? Did you bring your beaker and confirm they say 32? Yeah. Did you, I mean, right? You think they're uh, shortchanging were, their customers? Well, if this were that a be British pub... There would be strict regulations on exactly how many how many uh, farlings or oh whatever yeah. the hell they do in UK for the you know size of your beers and how much head can be left on the top of the beer and mm-hmm. yeah they they take all that seriously they have like little markings and shit on it the government yeah. come over and but thirty four ounces of beer yeah three beers so in summary the two, sloop two reminds maximum. me is there a limit on that two sloops and you're cutting you off Probably. it should be one sloop yeah. one sloop yeah. In a four-hour period, maybe. <laughs> now, when I was here for my book release party, I had one of the, the sloopers of uh, the Bodhisattva. Oh, nice. And I was, I was feeling it by the end, yeah. I was feeling it. <laughs> so, in summary, the sloop reminds me a bit of the cabin that we were at about a month or so ago in that it's less of a dive bar and more of a classic neighborhood bar that's yeah. managed to maintain yeah. itself throughout time. It also has a cool maritime history behind it. The official motto here is it's always happy hour at the Sloop, and that is indeed the vibe I always get when I come here. What say you, gentlemen? Well, you know, the, the first first bar that we've recorded from with the pool tables, which is interesting. We should get into that more. But also, by far, the busiest bar that yeah. we've recorded at so far. Yeah. And we've been fairly consistent. Oh, that's because you guys are in the city homes. Yeah. Well, well, well yeah, we should talk about that The Blue Moon doesn't too, count because we didn't even know they were open that night. They just were like, yeah. they were letting a band yeah. come yeah, jam there. Yeah. There's, and there we'll, was three we'll of their friends. Some, we'll throw out some, you know, exceptions to that, right? Like, but, but normal, like, we're open, come on in kind of bars. This is, yeah. this is the busiest we've been into so far. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I wonder how the, the audio is going to sound because there are a lot of people in here. Good, good, good. Good crowd. Good crowd. I'm not but, seeing a side eye among them. No, no. <laughs> but really, super cool decor in here. Yeah, of course, maritime. Jeremy, uh, tell us what's going on in here. Oh no, you're the where we at guy. No, I'll, I'll tell you about Ballard. Well, you need to tell us the bar. So, well, you started off talking about the, the original, the original cool kind of hallway, really thin, narrow hallway, long bar. Yep. That was the original slope. And I think that's pretty significant because that style of bar is formulaic for a good dive bar, right? Long bar? Long hallway. you got a bar on one end. So, you know, there's like maybe a couple of seats way over in the end in the corner or something. But then at some point, somebody, Big Wayne or his brother or whatever... Took out the fucking Charlie Files. wall. I mean, literally, the whole wall is gone. Yeah, There's I think that was the, uh, the Charlie Files guy, the Patrick's so, dad. I'm really curious which came first, like the dreams of pool tables. Like they got this t- tiny ass narrow hallway style bar, and the owner, the bartender, is like, "Man, really wish we had some pool tables. That'd be awesome." Or were the, was like somebody coming running and is like, "Hey, man, the lease expired next door. Let's fucking break the wall down." <laughs> Everybody's like, woohoo! You know, they're like, well, what, 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 are gonna, what are we gonna do with all this extra room? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe some pool tables. 
So that, yeah. we definitely need to get the owner on mic because I want to know more about the history about when yeah, they yeah. expand. Well, I can always talk to, send him a message and see if we can do like a phone interview and then, you know, mm -hmm. add it later, post edit. We can always try to do that. So I'll see what I can work out. The, the, the pool tables add a lot, and not just for the fact that it's, you know, it's fun to come to a bar and play pool, right? But also just ambiance-wise, right? We got yeah. basically half the bar is, is dominated by two very nice quality, very well-lit, pro-style, yeah. you know, pool-hall-style yeah. pool tables, which is awesome. Yeah. Like you said, it's like uh, you, you got an ambiance of the rest of the bar that's fairly divey, but the pool yeah. tables, class A, super clean, new felt. Oh, yeah. No, they're awesome. <laughs> I, I bet they right? are, like, laser straight and been, like, super, like, you know... You don't have to go through, like, trophy certification three or four pool cues to find one that's not no, bowed. Uh, yeah, nope. <laughs> These are not the pool tables at Daryl's. Yeah. <laughs> And then, but it, but it, it is surrounded by some fantastic decor yeah. that you would expect to find in a good local establishment and, and a good a good local dive bar, right? Yeah, yeah great wall. neon signery. And Brad, you could maybe yeah. And, and see the, the sloop uh, maritime history is just it's on full display out, here, yeah, oozing yeah. out of every corner. You yeah. got lots and lots of like old uh, ship models hanging on the wall. Old uh, pictures of uh, oh yeah, yeah you got your pictures of the, the sloop uh, the sloop racing team yep. uh, like trophies and shit and uh, yeah the sloop well, yeah you, you name it there's all sorts of maritime and uh, sailing history just all over the place which is which is pretty cool. What is that wall of dead bones hanging on the wall? No, that's, <laughs> that's not bones. Those are knots. Those I are knots, like what you would tie thing. on a ship. I looked across the room and said, what the fuck is the deal with a wall full of bones? <laughs> oh, it's Halloween. Okay, it's some sort of Halloween whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. That's right. It's like, look closer, man. Take your glasses yeah. off. Look closer. What are they? Oh, they're, they're uh, ship knots. They're ship knots. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. And you got the obligatory pinball machine uh, covering half of it. Which, along with pool tables, a jukebox, the oh, yeah. pinballs. Pinballs. Yeah, pinballs. Absolutely, oh, big yeah. plus. Yeah. Definitely a big plus. And another thing that makes this a dive bar is the un-business-like approach to it. Because when you look yeah. at this, this is a huge room for a city-sized bar. I mean, even compared to Daryl's or the cabin, this is like four Daryl's. Yeah, you can, put, four you can put two good-sized apartments in here. Yeah. Yeah. You could... <laughs> Literally, if it's zoned for multifamily use, you could put 12 micro units in here, and they've got <laughs> half of this giant space for two guys playing pool and one guy who's going to refill their beers. <laughs> you know, if, if you were running a business, you'd be like, let's expand the menu, table, table, tables. How many tables is that? This place is hopping. That's like thousands of dollars more every hour. Well, there's, like, there's these a guys whole paid other, a buck to play a game of pool. There's a whole other depth of discussion, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, what is what is the value of a pool table for clientele draw versus, to your point, they're like per drink, per person, per square footage, yeah, no yeah. ratio spreadsheet bullshit that comes along with that. <laughs> Give it an ampersand name. The right, nerd. The sloop and market. <laughs> the single sale and the beagle. All those bullshit ampersand names that don't make any sense. 
Yeah, so they're not trying to maximize revenue. So that tells you that the owner, whoever owns this building, has owned it for a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, he's cool hey, with it. You mentioned, what, what, what the date they, date they opened? Uh, 1952. 52, okay, because we, we had on the previous episode, we talked about, okay, what is it like a minimum age to qualify as a diver? And we, were, we were saying, what, like 40, 50 years? Well, some of us were saying 40, 50 years. Some of us were saying, well, you know, you could be diving at 25, 30 years, maybe, you know, yeah. whatever. This one, you know, 50 plus, so. Oh, yeah, so that's. No problem. Almost 70 right? years. But yeah. at some point, we're probably going to go to a bar that's like 26 years, and we're going to look around and go, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make the well, shit out of it. And you can go into a place and you can kind of tell its age kind of just by looking at the interior, you know. You can tell this place has been around a while, especially that front room right there. Uh, it, it, it's not new. It's definitely not new. Yeah, we should probably nope. judge it by the age of improvements. Like, it's, it's yeah. been here 100 or years. lack thereof. Yeah. 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 If you haven't worked on it in 35 years, that's, yeah. that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Yep, for sure. If there's there has still... not been a new layer of paint or new carpet installed within the last 25 plus years, then yep, you're good. Yeah, there's still tobacco and, stains uh, on the ceiling, even though you haven't been allowed to smoke in a bar for 25 years. And they oh, do man. have a, uh, a pretty good kitchen back there, too. So, Bob. Oh, yeah, Bob, get on the mic and tell us. Before we got here, Bob had some had a burger, I believe. Yeah, I just had a cheeseburger. They have really good standard bar fare. It was excellent. Just a traditional American cheeseburger. American cheese, which I think goes great on a burger, so people might not like it, but I think that makes a proper cheeseburger. Nice little thin-cut fries and some ketchup. But yeah, they had fish and chips. I looked on the menu. They had just some other good kind of typical bar food, mozzarella I've had the fish and chips here, and they are legit. I can verify that, yeah. Yeah, I think anything that comes out of that kitchen looks is pretty delicious. Part of that has got to be heavily influenced by the neighborhood we're in, right? We're we're talking about where we are locally, but where we are neighborhood-wise, I would almost be... Fish and chips nearby. Be willing to bet that almost a lot of the dive bars we go, I, I, I probably just didn't be in Seattle or Seattle, you know, they probably, fish and chip is just kind of a greasy, fills the gut. Yep. You got some tartar sauce, some French fries, you know. It goes great with beer. That's all you need. Yep. You know what I mean? And I was going to say, as far as uh, dive bars go, I think another good sign, at least for the men, if you go to the bathroom, and you go to the urinal, yeah. and there's just a bunch of ice. <laughs> when it, like an old school, and, you know, and it's always fun. It's entertaining. That's a good observation. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's fun, too. So yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there. But anyways, thanks, guys. I'm going to pass this back to Lucky Lou. And if there's no ice in the urinal, there at least needs to be a puck, right? One of those old it's pucks. super fun. It smells like not a pine tree. Of ice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, a, that's a good staple. And definitely popular in Seattle. I don't know about nationwide. I think we need to get some, some viewer contributions there, but definitely popping around Seattle. Brad, why don't you maybe tell us a little bit about the neighborhood, because I think it's significant, and it's unique, mm-hmm. and this is the first bar we've recorded in, in the Ballard neighborhood. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So take us there, man. Well, Wait, I mean, Ballard job. is traditionally oh, uh, no. started out as a Scandinavian neighborhood. And That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Did I steal your thunder, Lou? Well, even uh-uh, <laughs> you were gonna call it Norwegian, you loser. <laughs> well, even the the owner's name, I mean Ole, that's a classic. What is it, Norwegian Scandinavian name? Yeah, it's you know, and that's the guy who started this bar, wait, wait, Ole wait. Olsen, and we're a stone's throw from the marina right here. So you know, fishermen, boats, 
and the original the Ballard and the Ballard locks. locks and the Ballard locks. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. I'll tell I'll tell y'all uh, where we're at in a minute, but first let's do a recap <laughs> of the uh, names from the last two episodes. And these are just the last two. I have another one somewhere, but names. Uh, names yeah, are... these were the names at the previous bar we were at. Okay. The Blue Moon. Gustafsson Hellflower. Okay. Remember him, yep. Brad? Yep. Doc Snell. Doc Snell, the bouncer. Fred Steele. Yep. Yeah. Tony Payne. Yeah. Which do you want your ass kicked by? <laughs> Steele, Payne, or Snell? Or and Big then, Wayne. Or Big Wayne. And then at this place... Big Wayne got, would just give you a big hug and just like, ah, just squeeze oh, you. And at the last place, Fast Eddie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. And that's right. Yeah. And then here, it's Ollie Olsen, Big Wayne... And Charlie Files. Yeah, classic. So there's yeah. your bar. What's the barometer of whether it's a dive bar? That's it, true. That's a good point, too. Yeah. yeah. If you your names are like John Smith and Mitch Green. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no Chads or, there's no you know. Chad. Dave Schmidlap. <laughs> yeah. Chad Pennington. Oh, uh. Oh, that was, uh, that's probably one of these guys. Probably not a big guy. I forget his name. Yeah, I know. I just, more like a skinny guy. It was just, I, I thought I had to remember that. Yeah. I, I, I'm super jealous of all the names. Like We talked about this list. before. I, I, I'm not super stoked about the, the nicknames that we have selected for ourselves at this point. Um, well, I'm Sweet, Sweet Lou. Lou is fine. That's, that's cool. Uh, Stash Panda Brad is... It yeah. works. Certainly it's good. Adequate. So the guy who went through the porthole, by the way, Butch. 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 Yeah. Yep. Butch. That's big, all you need to say. 300-plus pound longshoreman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Butch. Nice. big dude if it through the portal, huh? Yeah. He'd oh. be right at home down here. We, yeah. I remember having a discussion. Yeah, like, clearly, he like dislocated both of the shoulders and uh, yeah. we, some I, sort of hip surgery or something. I've known how he got through those things, but somehow <laughs> he, he did it. So let me get me and Jeremy and Brad a refill. Yeah, pause a Rooney. And pause a Rooney. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just so that. So, Lou, where are we at? Can do it. Yeah, for the third fucking time, Lou, where are we at? <laughs> We're in Ballard, which is cool. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> thanks, Professor. Ballard was founded in 1902. It's a fishing village. You know, when, when you. The when end. you when you look around Ballard, when you, when you look around this neighborhood, you can't help but think to yourself, huh, that's a lot of motherfucking condos. Yeah, actually, and that that's kind of the fun of Ballard. In terms of where we're at, we're on 45th Street, which is first part of downtown. Danny is zero, 45 blocks above downtown. So you take this street east and west, and those are like the four main neighborhoods of Seattle. Aside from if you're downtown, Queen Anne and Capitol Hill, the two hills around it, and then you go to 45th and you start at, it's kind of like San Francisco where you've got the ocean on one side and the bay on the other. Here you've got kind of, yeah. Lake Washington on one side and mm-hmm. the Puget We're Sound on the other. San Not San quite Francisco. the ocean. But San Francisco doesn't have West Seattle. <laughs> they do not have West <laughs> Seattle. They do have a big-ass hill, though. I forget what... It, not Beacon Hill, but whatever the big-ass hill is called or whatever. You know, that's kind of like Knob this, Hill. Knob that, Hill. That's their West Seattle. Yeah. That's, that's their West Seattle. Yeah, that's yeah, the difference that's between Hill. having the ocean and or the Or Denny sound. Hill. Yeah. It's like... Uh, 
But yeah, so it's kind of the same way. You start at Lake Washington and you come to Ballard. Ballard's on the sound, the ocean. So it's U District, where we were at last week. Then you got Wallingford, Yuppies, Fremont, Hippies and Weirdos, and Ballard, old people. Because what Jeremy said, there's sure a lot of fucking condos. Those are I mean, all sea people. And semen. <laughs> so what Jeremy was talking about is this is the most gentrified neighborhood in Seattle of the last 25 well, years. I, I for sure. I, is it? Yeah, for sure. Because what it, what was it when we came to town, Brad? Do you remember like the uh, almost live sketch where Ballard was like an old lady who could barely see over the steering wheel oh, yeah, yeah. driving her yeah, 70s yeah, yeah. Cadillac around? Yeah, Ballard yeah, had memes true. before that there were was memes. Ballard. And so there was a mill here in the 30s, so it was a working class town. It actually, before it got annexed, it became like the second biggest uh, city in Washington. Yeah. So it was its own city until 1920 or so, and then they pulled it in. Yeah. And so... I don't mean to play devil's advocate, yeah. but have you been to the Central District recently when the famous Seattleite Sir Mix-a-Lot Sir once said, rolling down 23rd and Jackson looking for some action. Last time I was on 23rd and Jackson, not too much action. <laughs> Bob, Bob, where's your posse? Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> I always love that song. Quick aside track is because it was a huge hit in the 70s or in the 90s, and everybody who hears it thinks Broadway in New York City. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. But there, if, if you, yeah, if you're in Seattle, Broadway is like the Castro in San Francisco. That's the awesome gay neighborhood. Now, I got a you question wouldn't. about Sir Mix a lot. So, that. remember like when we were in Whoa, high school, and like. No homophobia. A, a good in ass was considered now. like kind of like small and almost petite and tight. Like if you said that girl has a good ass, that's kind of what you were describing. Was Sir Mixalot the one responsible for like big, back. big booties becoming Maybe kind of back. popular? You're probably right. You have, think he was the one? He might have run in twerking before twerking. I, I think he yeah. hammered it home. He might have. Because <laughs> now, I mean, a big ass is considered very sexy and there. appealing, but it wasn't now it's all about back when we were in high school. In the 80s, and 90s, in the 80s it was not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speak for yourself, man. There's always been TNA. So was Seattle ground zero for the big booty... I, I think you, so. You can yeah. make that argument. And you can I also can make ma- that argument. You yeah. can talk to anybody from Seattle, and you pretty much everything started here. Yeah. Rock and roll started here. Jazz started here. Ray Charles from here. Quincy Jones is from here. Uh, rock and roll's from here. The Sonics right, from here. 90s the from here. Yeah. And, 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 big, and big booty. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is and from big here. Big booties. I'm down with the big booties. So yeah. UPS, Props to Sir Mixlot. Everything, everything that matters. So yeah, Ballard, when I first moved here, was kind of what they were describing. It was, it was an old neighborhood, lots of uh, old Seattle was here, and there weren't a ton of bars. Now it'd be tough to describe, because on Ballard Ave and Market and here, there's 40 bars and 40 nice restaurants and four cupcake joints and five boutiques. Yeah. And these buildings that there come up... There are a shitload of... Cupcake boutique. On Market yeah. Street, there was Sunset Bowl, a bowling alley. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Dead, and now that, yeah, place that place was a is 272 units. And they took out the Denny's and Sunset Bowl and whatever was there. And uh, so, yeah, Ballard has grown huge in the yeah. last. But it's still, the character is still there. You know? Yes and no. 
Well, yeah, although, although I, I, am seeing, I am seeing fewer and fewer Ballard-specific bumper stickers, right? Like, I think we need a Ballard oh, yeah. bumper sticker uh, roll call. Okay, I'll kick it off. Visualize Ballard. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. but, but Fremont Center of the Universe. Fremont Center of the Universe, right? I mean, there was a shit That's ton of them. That's all I know. There was a yeah. shit ton of them. I used to see them on cars all the fucking time. Yeah, it's true. Like... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It was kind of a hippie neighborhood, too. Plus, it's a big Nordic neighborhood. There was a mill here, and there was a ton of fishing, so the Nordic Heritage Museum is here Yeah. on 85th. And the Ballard Street Fair is a seafood festival. That's their summer street fair. Get some Ludafisk. That's in Greenwood, like 92nd. Yeah, the Sunset Bowl was great too because they were oh, open was 24 awesome. hours. So yeah. after bars shut down, you could go get some fries and bowl, and yeah. you could smoke in there. Right. <laughs> yep. Almost have enough room here in the sloop to put in a lane or two, get rid of those damn pool tables. Yeah, I'll talk still to the two owner. guys. I'll talk to the owner. We should mention it has filled up here before when I was fucking. There, there's not an empty moving moving table. No, this place is packed yeah. now. We're it's good that we got here when we did because we would not have a place to record if we got here, you know, just a half hour late. Yeah, we'd yeah. be on the floor in a corner. Yeah. By the uh, in the men's the room. Machine. Next to the urinal with the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Those crunching sounds. Uh, not, not good for the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to describe when I first described earlier of me like moving two booths a foot to try to make room yeah now i'd just be dude you're obsessed 86. you're obsessed yeah. with I'd that be, whole uh, i'd be kicked out like the place is packed how's the sound bob can you hear us <laughs> is the background noise killing everything you know that's an interesting point though like it is getting packed in here but it's actually not that loud Right? I've certainly been in bars that w w where there were fewer people and it was way louder, right? So there's something in the funky-ass ceiling or maybe the fact that it's got carpet and not Apparently like concrete. Could be. Could yeah. be. Right? Or, you know, it can be attributed to the giant amount of real estate they give to the pool tables. Absorbs the sound? Absorb? The, the, yeah. the, the felt. Yep. It's sound mm. absorbing felt. Mm. Oh, my felt. gosh. You think That's this what is? I have in my studio. It's it's, it's acoustically pleasing. A bunch yeah. of old sailor hicks. No, this place Double is high tech. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, real quick, we gotta have uh, what you drinking? Quick question: How many bar fights do you reckon have been here? It doesn't have to include sailors, but I'm sure there were a few. You think there are a couple here? You know, throughout the years. Well, there's a, a number. Big ass gouge in the wall behind you, and that was could have very well been caused by somebody's flying fist. If it isn't, that, that's the story I'm going to go with in my head. Oh. And yeah, it's not as sexy. I almost said no, this place is a dive bar, regardless we, we of anything. We established that. Well, oh, well yeah. no, I mean, I, I just kind of another. Establish it? Yeah, we, we're going to have to reestablish it because it's a pool tab bar. Pool tabs. Oh, yeah, pool tabs. Yep, obligatory pool tabs and a shit ton of them, right? Whole, whole wall full of them. Yeah. Although, I have been to bars where I've seen more pool tabs. Yeah, they got like so, seven you know. tanks. It's not a. Huge pool tap bar, but yeah, that is that's, that's that's a good call. That's a good call. That it. Uh, How do you explain pull tab gambling to someone who's not from 
Washington. It's like, it's like a, a lazy man's scratch ticket. <laughs> Kinda. Right? Uh, yeah, like how much are pool tabs? You can get them for a quarter. Yeah, you can get a quarter, a 50 cent, a 75 cent a buck. Like hitting the nickel slots, right? And then what do you do? You just, you just pull it. You just, you, you, like I said, it's like a scratch ticket where you don't even have to scratch. It's like super lazy. You just like pull. You just literally pull a little tab, thus the name pull tab, and you're like, oh, I lost. Okay, next. Two pieces of paper together by a couple dots. Pull yep. it open, and yep. it tells you what you won. If you had X-ray vision, you could make a fortune. Yeah, it's true. You could you could haul off five, ten bucks easy. <laughs> And it's kind of that game, too. It's like, uh, actually, no, I, I don't want to talk it down. Let's talk it up. Yeah. Don't go to Vegas. Come to Washington and play oh, yeah. pull tabs if you're serious about being <laughs> a big player. Fun. Way more fun. And I bet the odds are probably better. Way better. Yeah, way better. Brought to you by the Washington State Gambling uh, Association. <laughs> so I, yeah. I like, you know, it's a good call out, right? You, we got the wall of the pull tabs. And to kind of paint the picture... You got patrons on the bar sitting right across from the wall of pull tabs. And what do they have in front of them? A big-ass bowl, preferably one of those cool, like, wooden, like, uh, bamboo kind of, like, old-school bowls. Yeah. And are they filled with bar snacks? No. They're filled with a big pile of reject pull tabs. (laughs) It's like when you order crab and they get you the little bowl to throw all of, like, the, you know, gristle and, and cracked up, you know, whatever. It's like... Your your loser pull tabs go into big ass ball. <laughs> like a spittoon for pull tabs, if you will. Your winning pull tabs get redeemed, which is another pretty cool thing about pull tabs is you can do on-site redemption, right? You can do on-site what? You can do on-site redemption. You don't have to like like take your ticket to like a you know. Oh yeah, the like bartender pays you. That's right. You don't have to drive it to yeah, Olympia to. No. It's like, hey, I want my fifty cents that I won from this pull tab. Right. And I call that reinvesting, and you throw it back in the pull tabs until you get the big one. Reinvest, oh. reinvest. Oh, you want an account for your pull tabs? I, I think we can accommodate you there. Sure, yeah, sure. sure. Little Jimmy over in the corner, he'll set you up with an account. Also, you give you the numbers for the next NFL game, too. Hey, family show, Bob. Family show. <laughs> family show. Family show. <laughs> oh wait, we 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 are. It looks like we are kind of winding down here, but we do got to do what you're drinking because, like all of the dive bars that we have been to thus far, I think there's a little bit of an interesting story about what they're pouring, right? So, Lou, we'll start off with you, man. What you drinking? I had. Uh, th- this is beer number two. The first one was the hazy uh, bail breaker, was it? And this is the one you thought you ordered the first time. Uh, Start with an uh, S, two S's. Oh, sea pine. Sea pine, yeah. This is a sea pine, and this is not what you were drinking the first time you ordered it. You were drinking the hazy. In, in she, good, she gave you a in, wrong in beer. Good, good dive bar fashion. We came in, they started drinking. We didn't so really whatever. know what we were drinking. <laughs> we're just like, yeah, this will work. <laughs> Okay, you got a bail breaker. Great, if I remember correctly, Port- Portland-based brewery? Yeah, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Great local Northwest brewery. Before that, you and I were both drinking Sea Pine, Seattle-based, 
microbrew great stuff, right? The fact that they have you know two good microbrews, and we're not even halfway through the tap list, but they also had two sea pines, which is quite unusual. Sea yeah. pines tiny, a little microbrewery. The fact they got two of them, a lager and an IPA, impressive. And all the way down, you go through. They got a bunch of a bunch of cool stuff. They got an. They got Manny's and Bodhi, I think. yeah, Manny's Pale Ale. We got we got a uh, we got a Bud Light, which is pretty standard fare for uh, a dive bar. Good for them. They also got a couple of like add-on taps. So that is kind of cool. Here. The like stout you got, that you're drinking. You got like the five or six taps that are in like the 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 equipment that was installed in like in 1972 <laughs> when they remodeled or whatever the fuck it out. You know, I don't know. And then they'll they'll, they'll have like a couple like add-on taps. They were clearly a total afterthought. Like somebody literally had to like drill a hole in the bar. And yeah, yeah. Put, like some copper pipes up the up the side and shit like that. It's like right. But the the shit that they're pouring on the add-on bars is pretty crazy. Elysian, which is a great another local beer based out of Seattle. It got they big, have the but still, that's the pumpkin spice beer right now, right? Dark of the Moon Pumpkin Dark Ale, which a Elysian a little unusual to see in a dive bar to, to begin with, but a crazy ass dark pumpkin beer on tap, pretty cool. Definitely illustrates the points that we've been talking about the last couple episodes. A dive bar in Seattle is still a beer bar. We are a beer town. Yeah, you can Micros rule. You're going to find some good stuff. It doesn't matter how seedy, how hyper-local you get. You're going to have some good fucking micros on tap. That's true. You can't go wrong. And they did go above and beyond. I, no exception here. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I bet the pumpkin one is delicious, which... It I, is delicious. I'm, I will I usually don't I like test. pumpkin beer, but Jeremy gave me a taste of his. Not too bad. Yeah, now I would like I buy pumpkin a six pack? Yeah, right? Probably not. It's but it pumpkin was, it was spice good. season. It was and smack all that in the stuff. face. Yeah, pumpkin. gross. Yeah. But yep. a little coffee, a little coffee in there, like a good stats got. Yeah. Mm. Yep. What uh, What are you, Brad? What you got going so on? So I'm here? also on the oh, sea man, pine that's tip. Delicious. Oh my god. You like it? I'm, I'm on the fence with pumpkin beers. I'm not like a big fan. <laughs> I never have been, but you know. I know you, you prefer above the and beyond. Like it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. pumpkin spice latte, any pumpkin spice scone. I don't like any of it, but that's delicious. It's not bad. It's not bad. So I mean, I'm also can't... on the sea pine tip. Uh, I'm drinking the sea pine lager, and I believe I was just looking up on my phone. So they're uh, based out of Soto, so another Seattle brewing company, and pretty good stuff. So props to sea pine. And we should call out this, I think, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I think first dive bar we have recorded from that is a true tavern in that beer and wine only. No, no That's hard That's a good liquor. point, oh, yeah. Right? yeah. I can't believe no we didn't mention liquor. it. Yeah. yeah. It's becoming less and less nowadays. Rare. Yeah. Yeah, rare. E- even, even in Seattle for a dive bar. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you brought up last time, in order to be called a tavern, officially... You can't serve hard alcohol. Yeah, got to yeah. be beer and wine only. Beer and right? wine only, yeah. So, and we are in an official, licensed, government-regulated, approved tavern. And that's pretty cool. Like, we talked about that before, about the difference between the only reason they can't serve hard alcohol is because they refuse to serve any food of any kind. Fuck you. You don't come in here to drink, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But That's yet, they have, on full, here. they have a full kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But, uh, Bob just enjoyed a delicious burger. Yeah. Did, <laughs> did the Blue Moon serve food, though? That's a good point, because they must have, because they had hard alcohol. But I don't remember seeing a menu there, like seeing a kitchen or... 
Do they'll, they? they'll serve you a fucking sandwich if you really, really, really want it. But, Are they one of those uh, places that like, throws a, a microwave pizza in the microwave? They're not going to give you a menu. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to be like, uh, seriously? You, your first book, I will remind you, had a whole history about yeah, the, you know, yeah. prohibition laws, and which would still persist the blue today laws, about... You know, your requirements to serve certain food and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And all, yeah. I don't think you can get away with a mic- microwave. You know, you got to have a proper oven and, and you have to have yeah, a proper kitchen in the back. It's Shorty's downtown. They're, they serve hot dogs. Yeah. And that works. Yeah. But, and that's just the roller, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, even so though they could be serving... doesn't cut it, but a no. big-ass heat lamp, that, that's, that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fine. But yeah, they just want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Which is another a but, callback but to bad business sense. How they so well, well now I'm really curious was is is the kitchen original or was the kitchen an add-on? Well no they had No there was the there was no kitchen uh, so when it first opened in 52 there were like I said three taps and no kitchen and it was just that place right there. It was strictly a beer joint. You came in here and you got a beer and you hang out with the guys from the neighborhood. No frills. No. To your point, Lou, though, you know, business decision. They put in a couple of pool tables. You've got to run the numbers on that, see if it's going to make sense from a business decision. It doesn't. They, they added a kitchen, which means, you know, a whole new revenue stream for the food, but did, decided not to <laughs> no. add alcohol, which they potentially could have since they had a full kitchen, right? I so know. So now we really need to talk to the owner. This place is, that's what I love about it. It's a series of bad business decisions. <laughs> There's like... <laughs> There's probably... Let, let me speak hope, to your accountant right now. I hope the grandfather's still alive and the kid he gave it to is like, I don't care, Grandpa. I'm going to just run it the way you did. He's like, are you dumb boy? <laughs> Get your full liquor license, you idiot. Yeah, this place isn't owned by someone full of ambition. You know what I'm saying? They well, just want to keep it the way it is. With a pla- yeah, with a place like this, you don't need... You're almost like in the pers- position of you're historically preserving it. Yeah. Because you're not... Yeah. You're yeah. leaving a ton of money on the table because you love it. That's what's awesome about this And that's place. not why... People don't come here because it's the newest, latest, greatest thing. They come here because this is what they remember. Like, their dads used to come here when they were kids... They've been coming here for the last 20 years or however long, and, and they like the fact that it's it hasn't changed. Yeah, you, you really want to rake in the bucks, get draft kombucha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's what all the Ballardites want. But I, yet, I don't see it in the tap list there. You don't. No. Well, and no hard seltzers, thank God. But like like the last couple places we've been in, uh, one if not two uh, hard ciders, which is you know again I, I think is another definitely a Seattle phenomenon. Maybe not exclusive to us, but definitely more you know. Pretty much any bar you go to now has got at least places. one kind oh, of yeah. thing, yeah. two yeah. three. Got to have a couple hard ciders for sure. Nice. Do they have to have a alcohol flavored seltzer water, white claws? I, Have you ever seen I, White I walk, Claw on tap? I walk tap? right the fuck exist? out of any bar that's got, like, hard seltzer on tap. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm outie. That seems, those hard seltzers, though, I think that's a generational thing because my daughter's generation, you know, my daughter just turned 21, so her mm-hmm. and her friends, they love the shit out of those things. Oh, really? They love White Claws and what? It, what's the other one? Truly, I think, is the other one that's really Chief popular. Chief Lube Hard Cider. 
they love them. They can't get enough of them, but I don't know anyone our age that drinks that stuff. I think you said it's a generational thing. Also, too, like from what I've read, the stats, the kids don't drink as much. Like the college kids aren't drinking as much as you get. You know, we everyone did. You know, when we were when we were in school, like yeah. beer is just not they're as sipping, cool. They're not. They're not yeah. pounding. And I don't know if that's the legalization right? of pot has something to do with that or not. But it's just yeah, the alcohol. Just a, a lot of kids are. They're not just. They're just just saying no. They're just not going that route. You know, or switching they're, it they're, up. They're pop. They're popping open that little tiny eight ounce can. They're sipping it nice and slow with their pinky mm. up, and nobody knows even what the fuck a beer bong is. That world's going like to a, hell in a handbasket. Like good thing. <laughs> right? Shut up. <laughs> well, I don't know. Part of the reason is that the prices have, have kind of skyrocketed. Where when we were in our 20s, you could drink for cheap. Right? You can get a keg for 40 bucks. There were yeah. bar. Yeah. I don't know. Some of those hard seltzers are pretty fucking cheap. Really? Yeah, some of them are. You can you can go to a bodega and get like some no name brand you never even heard of, and you're like, oh, thirty nine cents a can, okay. And how do you know this, Jeremy? <laughs> a friend told me. <laughs> it's right next to the Four Loco. Yeah. So I think this is a wrap. We're closing things out here at the Sloop Loop. Thank you for joining us. Signing out with Bob, Lou, and Jeremy. Thanks, Peace guys. out. <laughs>